So welcome to the Marketing Society podcast. I'm your host today, Alastair Hall-Jones, Acting Commercial Director at the Society. And today I'm joined by two brilliant leaders, Filiana Svetanovsky, partner at McKinsey, and Zaid Al-Kassab, Chief Marketing Officer at Channel 4. And we're going to be having a conversation around the growth triple play, creativity, analytics, and purpose. Filiana, over to you. Thank you, Alastair. Zaid, I'm super excited to talk with you today. Um, you have uh, an amazing journey to hear and your current role as CMO and Director, Inclusion, Director of Inclusion Diversity at Channel 4. I'd love to hear about your journey, your journey to hear what are some of the big moments that you've come across and the key pivot points that have led you to where you are today? Well, pleased to be here, Brilliana. Thanks for having me. Well, I've got um, a sort of interesting career in that I fell into marketing uh, long ago when I was at university and businesses were coming to do the milk round of interviews. I thought I would probably end up as a consultant. It's what most of my friends did, potentially in financial services. That's what the rest of them did. And I went along to some um, interview days and one of them was run by a business called Procter & Gamble, which I'd never heard of. And um, I went through the interview day and at the end of it, they said, do you want a job? And I said, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I haven't got one of those. And um, and then discovered what they did. And uh, that is how I fell into this uh, career. I spent uh, 20 years there moving into different places around the world, working on global and regional and local businesses, working in sales and marketing, and then eventually became managing director of the UK and Ireland health and beauty business for them. And then went off and did something at the other end of the scale, a small e-commerce startup, which was a great learning ground, but ultimately didn't make me rich. And then went back to the big world of uh, FTSE companies with uh, BT, British Telecom, and spent a few years there and then ended up here in media and broadcasting at Channel 4. So um, all of those were sort of different paths that opened up and none of it was planned. And uh, now I find myself doing this. It's amazing and such a kind of varied experience uh, as you go through that journey. I'd love to understand, uh, we talk a lot about purpose, creativity, analytics, and, and McKinsey has done some research recently to show that companies that focus on all three are outgrowing their peers by at least a multiple of two, two times. I'd love to understand how does purpose, creativity, and analytics uh, work together at Channel 4? Well, okay, I'll, I'll tell you about Channel 4, but let me first tell you my views on purpose, because in the marketing world, there's quite a debate about whether purpose matters or not to consumers. And my point of view is, regardless of whether you can find the data to say whether companies with purpose are doing better or worse than others, from a personal point of view, of course it matters. Right? Every individual would rather work in a place with purpose, given the choice, all other things being equal. And every consumer would rather purchase something from a business that they think has purpose, all other things being equal. Because we we know that, because we're human beings. And as I've gone through my career, I've slowly discovered that more and more of the things I get involved in have purpose. And I look at that from a very personal point of view, not necessarily from a business point of view. But um, I'm the trustee of a charity, WaterAid, uh, which does uh, international development um, work. And I'm a, I'm a board member of the Advertising Standards Authority, which tries to keep our industry in this country legal, decent, honest and truthful. And I find those things personally rewarding. So my own experience is that purpose matters, regardless of the uh, masses of data that McKinsey has. In terms of Channel 4, 
I always say to people, Channel 4 has a relatively easy time of being purposeful because Channel 4 was set up for a purpose and to achieve a purpose 40 years ago by Margaret Thatcher's government. And that purpose nowadays we express as, as change through entertainment. And we are there to represent, represent uh, the diversity of Britain and particularly unheard voices who don't usually get representation in media and broadcasting. We are there to challenge, which means to challenge the norms, uh, challenge the debate, constructively challenge the political uh, times we live in. And we're there to reinvent, you know, find new ways of delivering things. I mean, we were the first uh, of the UK broadcasters to have a streaming service, for example. And nowadays we're the biggest uh, social media reach of uh, any of the broadcasters in this country. And if you think about a business that has at its heart a purpose, it, it does make it slightly easier to be purposeful all the time, right? We were set up to reach diverse communities and the young in particular who, um, who are underserved by the media landscape. And that kind of flows through us. So, so purpose is at the heart of what we do. And, and I'd probably say creativity is at the heart of what we do as well in the Channel 4, at the end of the day, our output is creative work. We commission programs and that is a creative exercise and the stuff that we produce is incredibly innovative and creative in the in the landscape of uh, media and broadcasting. And, and we have a deliberately risk-taking culture. We sort of enshrine that as part of our values because if you're going to be the challenger brand, which is what we are, we're effectively the challenger public service broadcaster in the UK against the great big BBC and the very commercial ITV, then you've got to be a risk taker and an innovator. And we are creative even in our ownership, right? We have a particularly unusual ownership structure. We are, we are publicly owned, we're effectively the taxpayer owned business. And yet we are commercially run. We don't take money from taxpayers or the government. We um, make our own revenue and we use that for the activities to drive change to entertainment, a bit like a social enterprise. And analytically, which was the third part of your triumvirate, analytically, I would prefer to phrase that as insight rather than analytics, because I think that sometimes when you use the word analytics, people think that is only data manipulation. And, and I believe insight is about using data to really understand your customer or consumer. We would say viewers at Channel 4, but your customer or consumer and then turning that insight into action. And, and when you say the word analytics, I think sometimes people miss the action part of it, right? It's not uh, just analysis for analysis sake, it's, it's, it's analysis in order to do stuff. Uh, we use an expression, putting viewers at the heart of our decision-making, and, and that is what Channel 4 is about. We've got 24 million registered viewers of all four, our streaming platform, millions watching daily, 51 million people every month watching Channel 4, so almost all of the adult population of the UK. And that gives us first party data uh, through different, uh, through different uh, online sources. And we also have all of the UK's top advertisers and brands as partners. So, you know, our, um, our access to appropriately permitted uh, second party data can also be very strong. And as I said earlier, the UK's biggest uh, reach on social with 16 to 34. So, so bigger than not just 
BBC and ITV, but bigger than Disney, bigger than Netflix in terms of social reach. So if you look at that, we, we use analytics in, in the sales journey, in our marketing and in our commissioning of programs. So you put those things together, the purpose, creativity and analytics. And um, I think you've probably come up with a pretty good summary of what it is we do. And has that changed in the last couple of years and during the pandemic? Is there any lessons learned about marrying creativity, analytics and purpose over the last couple of years? Well, it's been an interesting time for all businesses. For, for us, it's been a very purposeful period because when the pandemic started, we as a public service broadcaster with um, a duty to the nation and you know, and owned by the people of Britain, snapped into action and in a period where people couldn't generally produce new TV content, we were finding ways to produce that and air that uh, while everyone was in lockdown. So we, we, we did, uh, we did uh, shows from people's homes where um, Grace and Perry, uh, whose art club um, you know, gave millions of people something to do in lockdown, to Jamie Oliver, who was literally broadcasting from his own kitchen at home in order to talk to people about what meals they could make in lockdown. And then as time went on, we were able to combine those elements we've talked about, purpose, creativity, analytics, into things that you know could really make a difference so uh, last year we had something we an ongoing project we call the black to front project that actually came initially as a response to the murder of george floyd and to the black lives matter movement and we decided that you know as a public service broadcaster and a news provider we ought to think deeply about how to respond to that in UK broadcasting. And, and we created a, a project which hopefully will have a legacy of change where we reached out to the industry to understand how to raise black talent up in front of the camera and behind the camera in the production process. And in, it involved a day of programming that was entirely black-led programming. 60 different uh, large brands, advertisers got on board to also join that with advertising and late last year we did an inclusion festival where we talked to people about the learnings from that and the sustainable solutions needed to improve uh, ethnic diversity in our industry so you know out of adversity can come good things out of this last two years of everyone feeling that it was very difficult can come good things if there's purpose creativity and a bit of analytics mixed together you also have purpose baked into your, your role, so the Director of Inclusion and Diversity. I'd love to understand, as the CMO and also the Director of Inclusion and Diversity, how do, how do each of those roles shape each other? Do they influence one another? You know, is there any tensions uh, as you look across those two? I'd love to just hear some lessons learned and your own personal experience about having those, those two roles. Well, there is a natural synergy at uh, Channel 4 between our purpose, which is to serve uh, diverse communities and putting inclusion at the heart of our business and, and how we operate. We're not perfect, like everyone. This is a journey. It's probably a journey that will go on forever. But we're making strides in, uh, in including uh, people, both in terms of our own employee base and in terms of how we operate within the industry. Black to the front is an example of that. Our, our new disability guidelines for productions is an example of that as well. Uh, but there is a synergy there, partly because of the core audiences we serve and the purpose for which we were set up. Uh, and 
and I believe on the on the diversity side in terms of staffing, that's incredibly important. We have 20 to 23 targets of 20% uh, ethnically diverse employees, uh, 12% uh, with disability, and um, and 6% uh, LGBTQ plus. And and then we also break out for our top 100, effectively our senior our senior managers and executives that we also uh, want to achieve uh, gender balance and um, and uh, 20% ethnic diversity amongst that group as well. And we want those those people to be from all over the UK. We've got office, offices in, in Leeds, Manchester, Bristol, Glasgow, uh, as well as London. Uh, and, and we are on a mission to make sure our staff is as diverse as this country. Um, so, you know, in pure numbers terms, that's something that um, that is a journey we're on. We're getting close to our targets already. And I can tell you within my own marketing uh, uh, and communications and product uh, teams, we are we're already pretty much there. But I think that's really just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the numbers of the people who represent. And the, the concept of inclusion is much bigger than that, regardless of who was the executive leader for uh, inclusion and diversity at Channel 4, it, it would be a priority for marketing for us, right? Even if I wasn't also doing that part of the role. And if you think about the way our marketing uh, and, our, and our programming works, just taking last year, for example, 2021, we started the year with It's a Sin, the groundbreaking drama about AIDS in the 1980s amongst the LGBTQ plus community. It has won lots of awards. It's also been our most watched drama series on all four of the, the streaming platform. And it actually caused a massive increase in the number of people going for HIV testing in the UK. And when we talk about change through entertainment, that's the sort of thing we're talking about. And then probably the biggest thing we did last year was the Paralympics. We've been the Paralympics broadcaster since 2012. We know from the research we've done that it has a demonstrable effect on the British population's view of disability. They tell us that it makes people more um, aware of disability and they tell us it makes people more disposed positively towards disabled people uh, and their role in society. So, you know, you can see there in three different examples, um, uh, sexuality and ethnicity and disability, how Channel 4 and what we do working with those diverse communities, understanding those communities. I mean, um, the Paralympics was done with the disabled community, with our para-athletes, with uh, SCOPE, the disability charity, uh, for example. Working with those diverse communities, how um, how this comes to life. And, and, and for me, that's why the purpose of the company and the programming we do and the marketing all fits together. And I think that's, if I may, a very important lesson for purpose, because the the debate uh, rages about whether companies should be more purposeful and whether it matters from a, a, a financial or commercial point of view. And for me, the answer is, well, you should do it if it's at the core of what your company is there to do. right? And the purpose that you have should be connected with your company's commercial mission. There's no point, you know, being a fracking business and then saying your core purpose uh, is to um, is to help the disability community because it's not immediately obvious what the connection is and you need to find a purpose that is close to 
the heart of what your commercial business is. I couldn't agree more. I'd love to hear a little bit more around how a CMO can drive sustainable and inclusive growth. So you mentioned having purpose core and center to um, the organization values and close to the commercial purpose. And you mentioned also targets. I'd love to understand what is the role of the CMO in driving sustainable inclusive growth? I think it's because of the advent of other job titles like chief growth officer or chief customer officer, which, which didn't used to be around. People are asking, well, what's the CMO for? Well, as far as I'm concerned, those terms should be interchangeable. The CMO is the chief customer officer. They've always been. That's the point of a CMO. They are the chief growth officer. And if you think about the difference between being a CMO and being the, the sales director or the chief revenue officer, right, the difference is that you are trying to do that for the long term and uh, understand uh, how to keep that growth coming year after year. So the sustainable is built in. From time to time, the the sales director or the chief revenue officer might have to make short-termist decisions. And the CMO should be part of those conversations, but should be the person in the room saying what's right for the long term, what's right for sustainability, uh, not just revenue, you know, this quarter or this financial year. If you think about the sort of portfolio of departments and businesses that sit under me at Channel 4, it's a good example. So you've, you've got the marketing department from the most strategic parts of marketing, trying to plan the strategy for the company and which customers it will serve in the future, through to the most executional parts of marketing. You know, what are we putting as an ad out tonight at nine o'clock in the first break of that show? You've got the comms team who are trying to manage that in the external stakeholder world. You've got the product team, so the, the team who's responsible for our streaming platform. And uh, that is the customer experience that hopefully isn't just good today, but is a good enough experience that it keeps people coming back for the future. And the digital marketing that goes around that. And then in, in, in my team, there's also two, uh, I guess the best description is in-house agencies. So there's the in-house agency for creative, which makes the advertising and, and creative work that people see from Channel 4, like our amazing Paralympics ads. And then there's the internal and increasingly external agency for studio, which uh, makes all of our digital content and distributes that on uh, social platforms. Uh, and then there's inclusion and diversity, we talked earlier. So, so you look at that and that isn't by accident. That That is the group of people who need to come together in order to build a long-term customer experience that is going to make people want to continue to connect with Channel 4, right? It's all very well to get 10 million people to watch Bake Off for, the, for, for one night, but that isn't a sustainable business and that isn't driving change through entertainment by making them watch one show. The whole ecosystem around that of what Channel 4 is here for and why you love us and why you want to come back and what other shows you could watch and what they can drive in British conversation and in society today is what Channel 4 is here for. And so I, I look at that question, you know, what, what's the role of the CMO in purposeful, sustainable growth? And I go, that's the job. It's exciting to hear you describe how you work. But do you think that the role of marketers has evolved uh, in in your experience, and do you think it will evolve as we get into the next chapter of uh, maybe the new normal? Well, I think the breadth of experience and activities you need to be an effective senior marketer has increased. That I would say 
But I would also say that the role never changes. The role of uh, a marketer uh, in the wide sense, the role of a CMO uh, in a specific sense is to, to understand your consumer or customer. Uh, as I say at Channel 4, we say viewer. Understand that customer, develop propositions that appeal to that customer. Turn those propositions into engaging product experiences and communications and ensure that that drives your company's growth or revenue or profit objectives in the short, medium and long term. And so you you are the champion of, we talked about earlier, insight that leads to action and that action is connected to your company's strategy. Now that role I've just described was the role of a marketer, you know, 100 years ago in the early days of brand management when there were only companies like Procter & Gamble and Unilever doing it. And that is the role of a marketer today. That role description has not changed. Now, the ways that you understand your consumer in the digital age are, you know, many more than there used to be. The opportunities for an engaging customer experience are far wider than they used to be. But the description I gave you of the role hasn't changed at all. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned these recent times, and of course, with COVID around, that made our jobs a lot harder. It made everyone's jobs a lot harder. This is this is not a sob story for marketing. It made everyone's jobs really hard, and we needed to be really agile in what we did. And um, you know, I described earlier how, as a as a public service broadcaster, we felt part of our job was to educate people on this. We also made a whole series of uh, documentaries and programming about COVID to give people the facts and for them to understand. Uh, what was going on and uh, news viewing absolutely exploded because people were hungry for news and for education and um, we're a reputable news source and, and that was good and we, we backed that up with marketing we even made you know humorous uh, younger focus marketing including an ad called we need your butt which was about you know sitting your butt down on the sofa and stop going out because we were in lockdown and we made drama programming that helped to amplify the conversations as well. We made a, a drama with uh, Jodie Comer and uh, Stephen Graham called Help uh, last year, which was about the crisis in care homes during COVID. So, yes, it created a lot of extra work for us and we needed to be really agile. But in all of those examples I've just given you, we still did the same thing. Understand our customer, develop propositions, you know, engage them an experience and so on. Said one question for you on that leadership role. I'd love your take and your personal experience around the CMO. As, as I heard you describe throughout this discussion, uh, just what the CMO has to do uh, to, to deliver on growth and um, uh, the objectives of the organization. I'm hearing this sort of what I would call a unifier role. There's also this need to connect with the leadership of the organization, the rest of the C-suite. I'd love to understand your uh, experience around that and you're thinking around what does it take to really unify an organization as a CMO? Any sort of tips or advice that you'd give others as well? Well, I, I get asked that question in sort of different forms quite often, especially by more junior people who are trying to build a career in marketing and wondering how it is that you connect with others and become successful. And, and I always answer it in just one word, which is curiosity. You have to be curious of what is going on outside of your own sphere. You have to be curious about the sales team and what's motivating them. You have to be curious about the finance director and why they care about different things than you do. And you have to be curious about the operational people who are keeping the show on the road. And if if you are relentlessly curious about how your business operates and how it works, then you'll be a really good connector, 
a really good translator of these different things. And, and that's what's required above all curiosity about your customer. Zaid, I've absolutely enjoyed our time together. Thank you for sharing all your personal experiences. Thank you very much. Brilliant. And a final thank you from me for, for both of you. Really great to, uh, to hear this conversation uh, and look forward to carrying on the conversation online as well. Thank you.